Hi, Hi everyone. everyone! Welcome to Gospel Gals. I'm Jess. And I'm McKenna. And, and we're, we're here to teach you to faith it till you make it. Woo! <laughs> Guys, don't worry. We got a new intro coming soon that we've been working on. Yep, we're working on it. We're sick of doing that one. And I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing us do that every day. So. I do like the faith it till you make it. I think that's a like, cute quote. We can't take credit for it. It wasn't us. But. No, we, we found that on Pinterest, I think. I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, I don't know who said it. It didn't have, like, a author or anything, but... But, hey. It is but what hey, it is. It is what it is. It's fun. But so. we're probably going to post this on, well, today, August 4th. So we're a day late, but we've, we've been just... busy. Yeah, we've been busy, and we really wanted to get one up. We were really excited about this topic, and we've been wanting to do it for a long time, but we've, yeah, like everything, we just, like study it and we want to be able to give you guys like the best information so I think this topic topic, <laughs> topic can be a little bit confusing yeah it's kind of hard to explain it's kind of hard to tell the difference so we thought it'd be interesting to talk about because and you guys know we love talking about hot topics right that's what we're here to do and explain like our opinion um and yeah we just want to emphasize like the church's website has so many good resources so if you ever have any questions about something like that's where we found basically everything we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Um, and we're excited about this one because I think this is definitely a topic that people can get confused about. And I don't know. It's an, I feel like I've heard people argue about this and that. And so Ken and I were like, let's just like get down to like what we – what the truth is. Let's find the truth and let's tell everybody. Um, so our topic today is what is doctrine? Oh, oh, oh. Whoa, what is it? <laughs> What's the difference between doctrine and teachings and opinions? We're going to go over all of it. Yeah. Um, I found this quote that I liked. It's from Brian K. Ashton, I believe. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And he said in one of his talks, um, we must apply the doctrine of Christ in our lives because it provides the only path back to our Heavenly Father. It is the only way to receive the Savior and become his sons and daughters. In fact, the only way to be redeemed from sin and progress spiritually is to apply the doctrine of Christ in our lives. So with that quote, it's pretty important to know what the doctrine of Christ is. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, I think, too, with this episode, we just wanted to emphasize, like, imperfect people, perfect gospel, and... Perfect doctrine. Perfect doctrine. And I think that that is... uh, So many people leave the church from hearing false doctrine or I don't know just you can find so many incorrect and a lot of the times like not accurate things online and I think though it's good even though it's good and I think with the internet like our parents did not have the same struggle we have so much access to the internet which is a great thing but with that being said there's more access to like falsehoods and I think Satan uses this particular topic to stray so many people away from the gospel. I think it's important to recognize that some of some of these people that are being led away don't mean to. The teachings can be good. I think Satan, what he does, he doesn't just flat out lie all the time. I think he takes some truth and twists it with lies or just kind of twists truth and makes it sound good. Like, oh, that's a good principle. And sometimes it is. Yeah. But I think it's really important like we talked about, to recognize what is really doctrine and what's just opinion. Well, and I think with that being said, kind of like Satan's the master manipulator, right? So it's not like, it's not child's play for him, right? He's been yeah. doing this for how long, right? Yeah, he knows, he knows us and he knows what is going to make us, you know, question and have these things. So I think 
studying this and having a really strong testimony of doctrine will help you when you are faced with the questions. And Heavenly Father does want us yeah. to know where doctrine is. It is really simple. It's not hard to find. It's not something um, that's confusing or only some people can understand it. It really yeah. is for everyone. It's simple. Um, Jess has a good quote from well, have, Anderson. Um, let me look. Yeah, I have a couple. We found so many good resources on the church's website that I was saying earlier. If you just look up what's doctrine... There's so many good. It's a pretty long one, um, but we really liked it, so we're going to read it. But this is from The Power of Teaching Doctrine, and it was in 2012, and it's just his experiences. So I'll just start with it and read it. Um, let me go to this really fast. Okay, sorry. Okay, so this is kind of where it starts in his um, in his talk. So it says, a few question their faith when they find a statement by a church leader decades ago that seems incongruent with our doctrine. There is an important principle that governs the doctrine of the church. The doctrine is taught by all 15 members of the First Presidency and Quorum of the Twelve. It is not hidden in an obscure paragraph of one talk, which is kind of what Kenneth was saying earlier. True principles are taught frequently and by many. Our doctrine is not difficult to find. The leaders of the church are honest but imperfect men. Remember the words of, of Moroni. Condemn me not because of mine imperfection, neither my father. Rather, oh, sorry. Rather, give thanks unto God that he hath made manifest unto you our imperfections, that ye may learn to be more wise than we have been. Joseph Smith said, I never told you I was perfect, but there is no error in the revelations. The miracle of God's hand in the history and destiny of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is understood only through the lens of spiritual inquiry. President Ezra Taft Benson said, Every person eventually is back to the, backed up to the wall of faith and there must make his stand. Don't be surprised when it happens to you. And we both were like, whoa, that's a pretty, like, kind of scary thought. But kind of like what we said earlier, I think having a really strong testimony of what doctrine means when you are faced with those questions, even if you don't have the answers, I think you'll be able to push through that and not question everything <laughs> you believe, right? So, And what Joseph Smith said is important because we were looking up one of the pages on the church website. talked about what is doctrine. There's three principles that they shared. And the first one is that prophets are infallible. Is that the word they used? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, prophets are infallible. Infallible, meaning it is impossible for them to err, which means although they're not perfect humans, everyone makes mistakes. Prophets make mistakes as well, but not when it comes to preaching doctrine. If a prophet receives a revelation for the church and it comes out as doctrine. He says, this is doctrine for the church. It is never false. And I loved this too. So this is fairmormon.org. And McKenna and I had never heard of them, but the church actually linked, I think, three of their posts. And really interesting, really good information. So that's a good, accurate site. A good, accurate things. site, yeah. And this is really cool that Joseph Smith said, a prophet was only a prophet when he was acting as such. And he also said, I am subject to like passions as other men, like the prophets of olden times. And I think that's just important to understand. I think people think because they're a prophet that they're without sin, without imperfections. And I, I think that Joseph Smith does go under fire a lot. But hearing that is just really interesting. I mean, 
you're a prophet is only a prophet when acting as such. I just thought that was a really interesting quote that he said that I just, I, I liked. Yeah. So, for example, proclamations that the church releases um, from the prophet signed by um, the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, mm-hmm. that is complete set church doctrine, always. Yeah, and it even says, this is from um, a enzyme in September of 2013, but it says, when revelation is doctrine for the whole church, it comes to only the first presidency in Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. And going along with the um, Mormon, the fair Mormon that we found, they also talked about how it's basically like a kind of a vote. They come together, and when all of the Quorum of the Twelve and the first presidency, if they sign a document or if they receive that revelation together, and agree on it. that is directly from Jesus Christ, and that's doctrine. So I think that's an important thing we wanted to emphasize because I think people don't know that, but proclamations are doctrine in our church. And this was something that I really liked too, that also the church's website quoted and they're so great. But in DNC, it says, search these commandments for they are true and faithful and the prophecies and promises which are in them shall be, shall all be fulfilled. What I, the Lord have spoken, I have spoken and I excuse not myself, and though the heavens and the earth pass away, my world, my word shall not pass away, but shall all be fulfilled, whether by my own voice or by the voice of my servants, it is the same. I seriously think that's so comforting. How so cool. How God sets this pattern. Because God is a God of patterns. He sets things that are easy for us to follow and understand. I think it's so comforting to know that, you know what? Everything the prophet says as a prophet, and he claims his doctrine, is true. No matter what. That's the pattern that God has set. Jess and I can't proclaim doctrine for the church. If someone else proclaims it, I know it's false. It's a it's a really set pattern, and God is like, look, this is how it works. This is how my church is set up. This is how my gospel is set up. I will reveal, I will call a prophet one at a time. I will give them the revelation. I will give him witnesses to mm-hmm. agree on that, and then I will release it. And I think it's such an amazing pattern for the church as a whole, for God's people as a whole. To recognize patterns. To recognize patterns because then it's so much easier to not be, I mean, this is a really harsh word, but deceived because it's easy to be led away. There are people, there are so many voices in the world saying different things that are partly true. You know, it it can be confusing to think, well, that sounds good or that sounds right, but we know that doctrine comes from prophets. Well, I love, I just love this. It is, you know, whether by mine own voice or by the voice of my servants, it's the same. Yeah. And I love that. And and along with kind of going on the same thing, um, earlier in this same chapter about DNC, he says, Wherefore, meaning the church, thou shalt give heed unto all his words and commandments, which he shall give unto you as he receiveth them, walking in all holiness before me. For his word ye shall receive as if from mine own mouth in all patience and faith. Just going along with, literally from my own mouth is is being prophesied to you guys. And I love that. I mean, what a cool thing that we believe in modern day revelation that we can still get doctrine in 2020. We can. We, we just do. got a proclamation earlier this year, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's doctrine. How cool is that? Yeah. We still believe that we can get that. So Jess, is general conference talks, are those doctrine? They're not. So Kenna and I were actually a little bit surprised. <laughs> I mean, we, we learn every time we do episodes, I feel like, don't you think we learned something too? But yeah, yeah, they're not. Um, in the same Fair Mormon, um, they talk about official LDS doctrine. And I'll just quote them. But they said, um, 
Statements by leaders may be useful and true, but when they are expressed outside the established prophetic parameters, they do not represent the official doctrine or position of the church. This includes statements given in general conference, conference talks, while certainly beneficial for the spiritual education of the saints, generally focus on revealed official truths. They do not, by nature of being given in conference, expound official doctrine. So that's where it gets a little tricky, a little mm-hmm. confusing. We're like, okay, how to explain that? But we actually called Jessica's husband, Caden, here to, we come, did. We called him to come talk to us. And he explained <laughs> it well. He kind of talked about how if you have a tree... The doctrine would be like the roots or the trunk of the tree, and that is like the set doctrine. But like the branches and the leaves and the fruit or whatever comes off the tree is still true, is still good, but it's not the tree. So, for example, you have a set doctrine, and something in conference could be like be kind to others, you know, which is so true, so good, a true teaching that we live by. Repetitive. Remember, they said repetitive. Yeah, but it's not, that's not doctrine necessarily. Yeah. Well, and this was a really cool thing that I liked too, it says, until such doctrines or opinions are sustained by vote and conference, however, they are neither binding nor the official doctrine of the church. So when we're voting for things like when we, you know, sustain the prophets, right? We're mm-hmm. sustaining them, all of us together. This is really cool because then this, you know, makes, builds my testimony that proclamations are doctrine because when it's sustained by the 12, the 12. And so even if it was someone's opinion on that, it was sustained by the 12, now it's doctrine. But going along with this too, which I think is really cool, they say like, well, how do we know that this vote is true? Like, this is what they're talking about. They say like, in those teachings that have been voted on, how do we know that they're true? And Reuben Clark explains that when we ourselves are moved by the Holy Ghost, then we know that the speakers are teaching true doctrine. In a way, this completely shifts the responsibility from them to us to determine when they so speak. And I like that because I think I have had my own personal relation that things that are being taught, even in like Sunday, like at my yeah. own sacrament, that are true. And so I think being really close to the Spirit can help when maybe you hear something in conference that you personally are like, huh, that's a little, right? I mean, I feel like I've had plenty of friends say stuff like that hey, that's a little bit confusing or or whatever. Um, But really studying and praying. And when you get confirmation from the Holy Ghost, I mean, this says it right here. Like, when you're moved by the Holy Ghost, you know they're teaching true doctrine. Yeah. I love that God just doesn't make us blindly follow. No, no. You know, he gives us, we do have personal revelation. We can figure out for ourselves if the doctrine being taught is true. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to recognize just because something's not doctrine doesn't mean it's not true. Like, stuff in general conference I'm sure that's all true. You know what they're totally. preaching from the We pulpit. should definitely heed to Jesus Christ's apostles of <laughs> and prophets. And we're not saying that it's not, but it's just the difference between truth and doctrine. Yeah. I'm going to read this and I want to, I actually, I didn't read this to Kenna before because I wanted to get her honest opinion. Oh no. <laughs> but I'm going to read it because I think that she would think this is really interesting. So they go on and they say, it is likely that the Lord has allowed and will continue to allow his servants to make mistakes. It's all part of progression in the growing process. We are not forced to accept teachings with which we disagree. We're supposed to receive confirmation from the Spirit if what is taught is doctrine of God. And of course, we're the one who put ourselves in jeopardy if we fail to accept things which will bless us. Okay, I do have a strong opinion on that. Yes. Thanks, Jess. (laughs) So, first of all, I like the point um, at the beginning where he says, 
what did he say? The leaders will make mistakes. Yes. So I think that it is so important to remember that the leaders of the church are still human. No humans are perfect. We all make mistakes, period. If you see a prophet do something wrong, big whoop. He's human. Like, yeah. duh. Of yeah. course, of course. I'm sure President Nelson has said some snarky, rude comment to his wife, and he has to apologize and repent. We all do, you right? know? yep. But the things he says from the pulpit as a prophet declaring revelation he has received, like I said at the beginning, is is completely doctrine, and it's never incorrect, no mm-hmm. matter what. That is God's promise to us, that prophets can never err. As a human, he can and does love that. and will in the future, I'm sure, but as a prophet. And the second part... Um, I also had an opinion on. <laughs> um, so, I knew she would like it. I read it before and I was like, I'm just going to thanks for putting surprise on the spot, her and yes. put it on the spot because I knew that she's passionate about that. And so the second part I'm probably even more passionate about, um, about receiving your own revelation for doctrine, which we kind of already went over. But I think it's so important, kind of the other way around too. So when we receive a doctrine, we should receive our own personal revelation to make sure that doctrine is correct, right? I think we can flip that, and it's the same the other way around. So I think when we receive personal revelation, we should make sure that it is in line with church doctrine because God will never send us personal revelation that is not in line with his gospel ever. It just, it wouldn't be from God. Yeah. And I think that can be tricky. I think a lot of good, genuinely awesome people I've experienced this in my life, like amazing, incredible people who I love and respect, they receive this revelation, they say, and it doesn't match church doctrine, and I just can't help to think that can't be from God, so where's it from? Yeah. And I think it's simple. Like I talked about, God is a God of patterns. He doesn't make it difficult, and if it's not in line with the church, it is not revelation from God. And so where is it from? It's not from a good source. And I think we have to recognize, too, I mean, not to get all scary, but, like, there are evil beings in this earth. And the devil can transform himself into Mm -hmm. an angel, you know? And I think that's really important to recognize of you receiving revelation. I love that Kenneth said that. And, And if it's not completely coherent with the gospel, it's probably not true revelation it's not and if you do not have a full and I think emphasizing too like having the holy ghost like manifest that unto you I think is important because I've I mean and I I think everybody receives revelation differently but I think true revelation the holy ghost will manifest that to you and you'll know like you will know it is my opinion and but you know what, Jess? I think everyone receives it differently, and totally. I I don't get strong impression, impressions like that very much. Yeah. I think you are someone that really feels the spirit in that way, and you're yeah. really, really good at recognizing it. For me, I don't feel it that way. I really do. I get thoughts. I do get impressions that aren't very strong, and I'm like, that's, you know, that's an interesting thought. That's a good thought. I'm going to read my scriptures. I'm going to make sure that lines up mm-hmm. with what I believe, with what I know God teaches and his gospel is, because I think people receive it differently, and I think... It's so important to to make sure it's in no, line no, no, exactly. And, and I think too, I think a lot of people. And to be honest, I have only had those very, very, very strong, you know, impressions a few times. Yeah. But I think that's important to emphasize because I remember growing up, I was like, oh my gosh, I want it to be this like bright light, and you have these ideas of what revelation will be to you. And I think Kenneth's right. Revelation could be praying about something, doing your daily scripture study, and finding your answer through scripture, right? I've, Seeking it out. I've usually always found my answers in the scriptures for questions or concerns yeah. I've had. 
Um, Another yeah. thing that I want to get into that this talks a lot about is the standard works. Um, so I'm just going to read this little quote and then we'll go from there. But this says, not every statement made by a church leader, pastor, present necessarily constitutes doctrine. A single statement made by a single leader on a single occasion often represents a personal, though well-considered, well opinion, but is not meant to be officially binding for the whole church. With divine inspiration, the first presidency, the prophet and his two counselors, and the quorum of the twelve apostles, the second highest governing body of the church, counsel together to establish doctrine that is consistently proclaimed in official church publications. The doctrine resides in four standard works of scripture, the Holy Bible, the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine and Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price. Official declarations and proclamations and the articles of faith. Isolated statements are often taken out of context, context, leaving their original meaning distorted. And I love this that it says they will eventually establish doctrine that is consistently proclaimed in official church publications, which I really love because I think that can mean what we talked about earlier, repetition. Mm -hmm. If you hear it again and again and again, and then they establish that's doctrine. I feel like I've seen that a lot, like, in studying this. Yeah. Repetition. That is one principle of doctrine. Back to patterns, right? Mm -hmm. Kenna always was talking about patterns, and I think this is just another, you know, example of patterns. So the Articles of Faith, you guys, those are doctrine. Yeah. I mean, I think people really need to recognize, like, that is doctrine of our church. Mm -hmm. And back to selective obedience, right? Like, mm -hmm. we need to follow those things pretty to the line. Yeah. So, Because like I talked I about that. the beginning quote, following the doctrine of Christ is literally how we make it back to God. It's important to know scriptures are doctrine, of course. So it's super important to know the doctrine and know the difference. And I really like what Jess said, too. Like, if someone preaches something randomly, it doesn't mean it's doctrine. And I think I always talk about my mission, but yeah. there's so many, like, analogies I can make. And I thought of when my mission president would be in an interview with one specific missionary and give them a certain specific mm -hmm. piece of advice and then they would go spread it around the mission and be like, oh, this is a rule because this is what President Hughes said. And he was like, you yeah. guys, like, I didn't say that. I said that to that one person. It doesn't apply to all of you. I think that's kind of the same in the church. Like, if we hear something from that. our bishop or if we hear something from our Sunday school teacher, even if it could be true, that doesn't mean it's right yeah. for the whole church. It doesn't mean no. we have to, you know, it's Well, kinda... going along with this, too, I just, I love the church's resources. I think, honestly, our church has the best resources more than any other church, like not to like, you know, because <laughs> it's true. But I, I just love this too. It goes along with doctrine. It says some doctrines are more important than others and might be considered core doctrines. For example, the precise location of the Garden of Eden is far less important than doctrine about Jesus Christ and His atoning sacrifice. The mistake that many public commentators often make is taking an obscure teaching of the church to the church's purpose and placing it at the very center. This is especially common among reporters or researchers who rely on other Christians interpret Latter-day Saint doctrine. I love it because I've even seen that growing up in California. Yeah. How people be like, oh, what's co-op? And taking one little part of our of our scripture. That doesn't really matter. And making life. it the core. And I think my dad is, this is reminding me of um, deep doctrine, but my dad has always been somebody that, he has studied, and my dad's a very intellectual, smart man, and his thought with deep doctrine and, 
and mysteries of God is he's like, yeah, it's where did the Book of Mormon take place? Oh, that's fun to think about. It is. It but is does, fun that to talk have, about. does that have any, does that matter in your salvation and in this life? Not really. It doesn't. No. You know, and I think that's important. Like, where was the Garden of Eden? Okay, well, kind of fun to talk about, but bottom line, like, if you're focusing on that more than the basic teachings of Jesus Christ, that's a problem. Which are you know? faith, repentance, mm-hmm. baptism, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. That is like the core doctrine of the gospel of well, Jesus Kenneth's Christ. Well, Kenneth's going to like this because, so I, this talks about <laughs> patterns a lot. It says, I like that Jess is just throwing yes, something I'm just here going. I'm just going. Know. No, it's, it's fun because I get to see her real reaction. But <laughs> because different times present different challenges, Modern-day prophets receive revelation relevant to the circumstances of their day. Oh, love this, this. follows the biblical pattern in which God communicated messages and warnings to his people through prophets in order to secure their well-being. In our day, President Gordon B. Hinckley, and this is an older talk, <laughs> has, repeated, has repeatedly emphasized the importance of the family and our increasingly fractional society. In addition, the church does not preclude future additions or changes its teachings or practices. This lying dynamic aspect of the church provides flexibility in meeting those challenges. According to the Articles of Faith, we believe that we believe all that God has revealed, all that he does now reveal, and we believe that he will yet reveal many great and important things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And she's raising her hand. She's so excited. I have a comment. <laughs> I have a comment. I love this because so much. Back to my mission. I'm sorry, guys. I know. It's about a big it. deal. So on my mission, a lot of people had issues with prophets. And they were like, well, if we had prophets in biblical times and in Jesus' time, why do we need prophets now? We don't need them. They're done. And I was like, listen. <laughs> Listen to Listen, me. Linda. Listen, Linda. We do need prophets because, yeah. like that quote says, times are so different. Obviously, we do not live in Old Testament times. We're not, like, slaughtering animals for sacrifice. Dang it. Well, some people are. <laughs> Anyways, that's a whole different subject. But times are so different. We have different struggles. We have different things we face in the world. We have different political things. And just because the doctrine hasn't changed doesn't mean we can look at it kind of with a different perspective. I think it's important to recognize just because we have prophets now doesn't mean the doctrine is changing or has changed. And even more importantly, just because President Nelson releases new doctrine doesn't mean old doctrine is changing. Mm -hmm. It's just adding the restoration is still happening. I think we've talked about that a lot. He's talked about that a lot. The restoration is not done. Mm -hmm. He is still receiving doctrine probably daily. You know, he's receiving revelation all the time. And to add to what we already know, and it's not changing anything. I think it's important to remember that, that just because we have prophets today doesn't mean the doctrine has changed or ever does change. We can get more of it, but it it's just different for our time. Well, and guess what, guys? If, if we know that the articles of faith are doctrine, then we believe that anything said now, then... Is still true today. Yeah. And I think that's important because a lot of people... It kind of goes back yeah. to selective obedience where you can't pick and choose. You it can't does. pick and choose what you want to believe, what one prophet said you like, and what one prophet said you didn't. It's all true. It's all doctrine. If and you're I ever love... Confused, I just love... And there's still so much yet reveal many maybe great we'll and do, important things. Like, maybe we'll do another episode because we're pretty much done. But this is fun to talk about. It is Sorry. fun. We'll have to do like an article of It's more like a rant. No, but I just, I think that Kenna and I just are passionate about this because, you guys, we really are in the last days, and and we, we need to be all in. We both, we've both felt really strongly about that and had our own, you know, study and revelation of that, and I think that especially right now, 
being just an average member of the church is not going to be good enough. You need to be, you need to be in it. You need to try your to best. the understandings of the prophets and the doctrine and we and love you and following all the commandments yeah. to the best of your ability. Yeah. Give Do your the best. small things. The small things are almost more important. Yeah. Yeah. And Anyways. it's fun to study deep doctrine, but focus on Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ and the core you know, principles that we just talked about, but sorry for ranting. Thanks for listening to no, us. No, it's good. We were really passionate about the subject, obviously, because we, we talked a lot and quoted <laughs> a lot, but like I said, go to the church's website. There is so much more resources. I, I honestly just dabbled. This was like different quotes from all these different articles and, and talks and everything. But if you struggle with this, really go to the church's website and ask us questions. Like, DM us. We would love to like have a questions of the week or something soon. So yep. we love you guys. Love you. Love Happy you. Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. XOXO, XOXO Gospel, Gospel Gals. Gals.